Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. All right, well, welcome back to our podcast, Footnotes, another episode this morning, and uh, so good to have you listening along with us. Uh, today, we actually have... Oh, I should also introduce myself, too. My name is Stephen Coffinrath. I'm one of the pastors around here. Um, thanks, Stephen, for that reminder, too. And... Uh, yeah, today we have Daniel Kaler, who now I'm confused because I just said Ethan, and we used to call you Ethan and Dan and Ethan Daniel. So um, did that actually start right, right away from day one? Pretty yep. much. Uh, I think that's because of Chris Lewis. For some reason, every single time Chris will call me Ethan. I'm not sure if it's a compliment or not. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a compliment. <laughs> I mean, not because Ethan's a bad guy, but because he can't remember your name. So that's yeah. that's not a good thing. Just to be clear, this was a long time ago and probably early on in the hiring process. Yeah, I, I think Chris resorted to calling me Buddy now, just in case. He, I don't, th- I don't <laughs> he know if he remembers. He calls me Buddy too. I don't know what that means though. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> so today we have Daniel Kaler um, from Chino fame, from... Uh, Many, many years of, of serving and working in churches and schools. And so, uh, Daniel, good to have you here. We're going to be talking about serving. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about kind of um, the group of volunteers that you oversee here. But uh, honestly, man, I'm just looking forward to having you on our podcast, having people, um, the opportunity to hear from you. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're one of our, our few folks on staff who hasn't been on yet. So glad to have you here, man. It's great to be here. Yeah. Tell us about your family a little bit. Love yeah. to hear more about um, your wife and your kids and give us some of those stats. Yeah. So, um, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Emily. Um, we're, uh, probably coming into 10 years of marriage next year. Sweet. Um, and we have, uh, three lovely kids. Uh, Ezra is turning five soon. Um, Adeline just turned three and our little tiny baby Rai Rai, uh, is turning two in a couple months. So, well, we, we're, we're pretty busy in yeah. our household. Is her name actually Rai Rai? No, it's Riley. Okay. But All we right. call our baby Rai Rai around the house. That's good. I, I don't call her that. I call her Riley, but that's okay. <laughs> Shout out to baby Rai Rai. <laughs> there it is. At hope least you're, you're getting to me. I hope you're listening. <laughs> One day, baby Rai Rai will listen and, um, and be really impacted by this part of the conversation. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about... Uh, just kind of your job, kind of what you do around here, mm-hmm. uh, what keeps you busy uh, these days? Yeah, well, um, I have the blessing to actually be the Connections Minister here at Foothill. And I think I've jumped into this role maybe uh, a few years ago. But basically... And I, you, didn't, you didn't start there. No. I'm not, sorry, I'm going I'm to interrupt you. Where, where did you start at Foothill? Actually, I was the facilities guy. Yeah, you um, were. Yeah. Basically fixing anything that people break. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and it, just to chime in, I, yeah. so Daniel was, yeah, he started facilities and I knew from day one that he wasn't going to be facilities long because he, uh, Daniel definitely has a pastor's heart. There's this sense of uh, caring for people, loving ministry, um, always taking that extra step. And so, um, but you're also still handy, which is helpful in your current role too. Yeah. And I, and I, I've been loving it and I think it gets me in trouble sometimes because okay. I feel like I can build everything um, but usually I think people point me, there's an Ikea for that. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I, I, <laughs> I don't think I just, that's a saying, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> but I, I just love building and, uh, but it takes a little time, but yeah. yeah. And I think in guest services, um, I, I've been actually really loving it. And the fact that, um, I get the opportunity in guest services, some people actually think that their, um, guest services gets closely related to, um, you know, the, the, the hotel management kind hmm. of thing. Yeah. But for, for me, guest services, I basically oversee 
anything that's not happening on the stage or an age kind of graded ministry. So these okay. are things okay. from like the the street to the seat. So parking, Ooh. seating, setting up and tearing down, the the first time guest process, and basically, you know, the little logistics behind the, the weekend services. And it's been uh, quite amazing actually yeah. to serve with the the volunteers in the ministry. Uh, it's been a huge blessing. For um, sure. Um, just to kind of even jump into kind of current times, like how has that leadership, how has that impacted by COVID the last year? I mean, you're usually interacting with folks on the weekends and for the most part we've been online and just recently the last few months been in person, but has that been just a a challenging time last year? You know what? It it, it has been, but you know, praise God that he has allowed me to see, uh, just the good things that came out of it. The fact that, um, yeah, when COVID hit, we went all online. We didn't need volunteers, but I, I still wanted to have these guys have a volunteer spirit. So we just switched to praying. Yeah. I kept them continuing to be scheduled for their weekends, uh, being online, but they chose to serve as prayer warriors during those services. Yeah. So they were, um, you know, praying for the services, praying for the, the, the guests that are, you know, tuning in online. And it's been actually a huge blessing, just the fact that, ever since we came out and we're now outside and the basically having a flood of people wanting to get back into serving, uh, that they missed it. And, um, honestly, it's been a a huge blessing just to see the, the, the amazing servant hearts that have come out of that. Uh, basically they they were bursting at the seams of wanting to get back to doing what they feel like they were called to do. And that's to serve the church. Yeah. It's such a weird time because, during non-COVID kind of regular rhythm of church, so much of, uh, I think maybe people don't maybe even realize this, but the pastoral staff are our heart for kind of Ephesians 4 type ministry, like mm. to equip the saints for the work of ministry. But there's this sense that like, we want to help people understand the why, why they serve and like, yeah. and really finding a good place for them to do that. And then, yeah, you stop and there's all this pent up demand about like our, our kind of spiritual muscles are atrophying a little bit for, for serving. So, yeah. well, um, I, I alluded to it before, Daniel, but you've mm-hmm. actually had a little bit of a history, just even serving the church, serving at even Christian schools and stuff. So mm-hmm. tell us about, I, I think maybe the short version, because I know this is kind of goes back sure. a, a ways, but yeah. um, I think you were even a part of a church plant in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been your serving history like in the church and kind of how did you get first get started? Yeah, well, before I directly answer that question, I uh, just want to mention that, the, you know, the Lord saved me at the age of 19, which shout out to Emily for inviting me to church uh, yeah. so many years ago. Um, but yeah, we, we attended this church in Claremont. It was a church plant. Um, so it was really easy to kind of jump in. Um, and to start serving lots of needs right off the bat lots of needs and because of my availability and uh, maybe you know somewhat of gifts and talents that I had uh, I just quickly got connected and Mm. something that really um, stood out to me is basically um, the younger aged children um, because I feel like that was the gap in which um, you know I really wanted to kind of have this relationship with Christ and I didn't have it uh, mm-hmm. when I was a child. So um, I wanted to give that to the children. So um, because of that passion, the leaders in that church gave me the role as children's director. Um, but I also really loved youth in college. So I was leaders within those areas as well. So um, great, great time there. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I think my time serving there, we have created a lot of relationships. Um, I actually fell in love with my wife there. Uh, we got married. And currently, um, another couple that we served in ministry there in youth, 
are actually now our growth group leaders here that we serve with. Oh, cool. um, so shout out to the Olsons. Yeah. So you were, you were at the church plant Claremont for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point did kind of serving in the church kind of overlap with even just career and job stuff? Yeah. So basically what ended up happening is that I was just trying to, you know, pay the bills um, and just working one job to the next. And then with my handyman skills, ended up seeing a a posting at Western Christian Mm. uh, at their Upland campus for a facilities guy. Mm. Um, Ended up applying and, you know, luckily Greg ended up hiring me and I worked there for a few years and uh, loved working in that in that environment. Uh, But what ended up happening is that I started to attend Foothill, uh, you know, kind of a couple years after. And um, literally, I was just trying to get a part-time job here when I saw that there was a setup and teardown position. So basically, I got through an interview with John thinking that it was for a part-time, but he was like, actually, we are trying to hire someone for a facilities director role here right. that's full-time. Um, here's the paperwork. You know, if you want to take a look at it, uh, be my guest. You, you kind of fit the bill what we're looking for. So as we prayed about it, uh, me and my wife uh, agreed that this is probably the best fit for us. So, and that's kind of how I started to come here at Fidel Church. And that was a crazy transition for us because um, I started working here. Um, I just, we just had Ezra. Right. um, And also, um, you know, we kind of switched churches. So those three big things, work, family, and a new church, everything happened in the span of two months. So, uh, but that's how I started to work here at Foothill Church. And, you know, a couple years later now I'm the connections minister. So you're in charge of the whole place. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't (laughs) say that. Kind of. Uh, No, that was a funny time because I, I think I was actually on my sabbatical when you first started. Yeah. And um, I remember we hired you, and then one of the first times I met Emily actually was in your hospital room, mm-hmm. and like I remember you just handed me Ezra. You're like, "Hey, here's 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 my here kid. you go." Yeah, it was awesome just to kind of like jump in right away, relationship community that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've what I love of Daniel about your story is that there's this sense of kind of story arc behind the scenes. It's just like you've you've come in at the ground level at a church plant, like you said, just getting. Um, coffee, donuts, and you kind of remember those days of being a volunteer mm-hmm, and kind of mm-hmm. being motivated in that way. Um, being paid at you know the school level, being being now on staff at church. So, what have you kind of learned about even what motivates volunteers mm. over the years? Like, what what is is it like? How far does breakfast burritos get us really? Yeah, yeah. Um, or at some point, does there need to kind of be more of a spelled out why behind why we serve? Yeah, that's good. Um, well, some of the questions that. I get asked by volunteers, ask, you know, why do we serve? Um, you know, why do we wake up early and stay late on the weekends? Um, or why, why do we go through so much trouble crafting an experience uh, for people? We're not even sure that will show up. Mm-hmm. And I just remind them of this simple truth because Jesus first served us. Yeah. Um, and we, we want to be generous um, in our service um, and we want it to point to him. So as we welcome guests, you know, turning onto our campus and helping uh, them to their seat, uh, we're doing all, all of this because that is what Jesus has called us to do. And yeah. I think that is the, the main thing that I try to motivate our volunteers for mm. is basically not to be focused on the what that they're doing, because um, the what is important, yeah. um, but it's basically the why that they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's the, the biggest part. Um, what, one of the example of this is that this past Thursday, um, you know, so good, good Friday is happening. Uh, we needed to set up before good Friday. Mm. It was 5 30 PM told all the volunteers to come to set up some tents, 
put out some chairs, you know, make the, the, the place look presentable for a good Friday. Uh, but before that, you know, I ended up doing the, the free coffee for them, uh, got them in a huddle, told them basically the what, but the, the main focus of that little huddle was basically the why. Mm. And it's the fact that the, the chairs that you're going to be putting out, you might be, you know, putting out a, a hundred to 300 chairs um, individually, but there might be a chair that you're going to be setting out yeah. that someone's going to experience Christ for the very first time. Mm. Walls might be broken. Marriages might be rebuilt. Um, with putting out that chair. Mm. So I think that gives them this urgency of the job that they have. Um, they're not just putting out chairs so people have somewhere to sit, but they're they're putting out a chair so someone could actually hear the gospel, yeah. um, that the gospel can penetrate their hearts uh, and have their lives changed forever. Yeah, yeah man, that's super profound. I, and I love just just to kind of recap it again, you're, you're t- Daniel's talking about this kind of like the what, and mm-hmm. the why, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like there's kind of any job, any volunteer position, any, uh, I think even any role that we have, like as mm-hmm. a parent even, mm-hmm. or as a friend, there's kind of the what of like, what are we up to today? What has to be done? What are mm-hmm. the tasks that have to be accomplished? Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. then there's kind of like the why behind it. Like mm-hmm. what is the deeper meaning behind why we do what we do? And um, yeah, that's summed up really well, man, because I think so for some people, uh, serving with guest services, putting out chairs, making coffee, you can get very caught up in the what mm-hmm. um, and hey, what yeah. has to be done this morning in order for us to be ready for 9 a.m. service, 11 a.m. service. But yeah, so much of what we are trying to do collectively and what I, he- I love just hearing your heart about mm-hmm. is is that why. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me more about that why. What, mm-hmm. what are some of the kind of like those guiding principles? What are some of those things that are maybe even coming to the surface in this season specifically that you're focusing on? Yeah. So, um, the, the why is more important to the what that's actually uh, a part of one of the, these little sticky phrases that we have called uh, plumb lines. Yeah. Um, and basically they capture the essence of uh, who we are and what we're headed as a ministry. Um, let me, let me, so a plumb line. Yeah. Uh, you're a handy guy. What is a plumb line? Exactly. Yeah. Like literally what is yeah. a plumb line? Yeah. So basically a plumb line is used to kind of, uh, for your, your kind of cornerstone to uh-huh. make sure that a, a building's going to be lined up straight. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and basically in and these, for us, plumb lines are going to be what we kind of stand by, mm. um, to kind of point us in the right direction, uh, That's making good. sure that everything is going to be running smoothly. And this is what kind of heads our ministry. Cool. Um, and these, these weren't adopted by us, um, or these were adopted by us, but weren't created by us. Okay. It was definitely created by Danny Franks, uh, a friend of mine, uh, serving in guest services uh, at the summit oh, church you, you got your friends huh yeah yeah um we emailed like at least six times um so <laughs> that's the line that, that qualifies friendship. friends that's awesome uh, maybe buddy if it's up to 10 emails uh-huh. but yeah so he he created this uh, plumb lines for his church and uh, a couple of them that we use regularly in our volunteer huddles is uh, the gospel is offensive nothing else should be uh, like i said the why is more important than the what and also that everything speaks so um, we, we, not, we might not be like a, a very flashy church or a, a kind of program-driven kind of church, uh, but you know what Mark Devers has said is what you win them with is what you would win them to. Mm. Um, so I've been focusing on just that, especially in this season, to get them 
from the streets to the seats without offending them. We're going to do our best to help uh, you park your, your car in a convenient parking spot or uh, or try to provide you a, a great cup of coffee um, or even provide a very comfortable place to sit and to hear the gospel being preached. But mm. basically, we're, we're trying to strive to serve well because we've been served well. Mm. And we strive to love well because we were loved well. Mm. And man, oh man, th- this is... Uh, would be so hard if I didn't have the service coordinators of Sheila and Annie mm. in this season because yeah. they've been rock stars awesome. yeah. for me in guest services. And, um, you know, with both of these, we, we strive to to do both of these things as um, in order to move people towards a relationship with Christ. And, and that's basically our main focus right now is mm. to create a, a place where people can hear the gospel and to grow in their relationship with Christ. That's good. That's our mission statement. Yeah. So that's you're, you're on brand, man. That's awesome. Everything speaks. That, uh, talk about that just a little bit more. What, what does that What does that mean? Like everything speaks. Are we talking about mm-hmm. um, literally people talking? Are we talking about just how mm-hmm. things look? Or e- exactly. Yeah. So just uh, think about. You're coming on to our baseline campus. Imagine if you don't see Jose at that corner giving you the yeah. the awesome two thumbs up. Yeah. Hey, I would be totally disoriented. Um, I'd be like, where am I right now? I- exactly. Yeah, or or you, you didn't have any parking volunteers. Or maybe we didn't even put our flags up. Mm. Um, and what happens if there's no direction signs, um, there's no greeters, there's no ushers, there's yeah. um, maybe our signs are backwards yeah. or it's maybe Ethan's fault. ugly yeah. things. Yep. Yep. Um, Ethan's fault too. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. He's actually really good at his job. Um, He's okay. But when it comes down to like everything speaks on our campus. Yeah. So our volunteer teams, the the banners that are on our, our walls, uh, the way that we present ourselves. So uh, we want to make sure that we are putting ourselves up um, yeah. to not offend anyone. So all these plumb lines are mm. actually working uh, with each other. And, th- and that's the best part yeah. is that once you're doing one, you're probably going to be doing the other um, because it, it always wraps around to that first yeah. plumb line, which the gospel should be offensive and nothing else should yeah. be. So it um, basically w- what the hard thing is, that, and this is, has been a hurdle for our volunteers, is the fact that there's so many things that are going on in our lives personally so we, we kind of have to leave them at the door when we're starting to serve. Yeah. Um, so, and, and that's why we have a volunteer huddle. Um, and, and Sheila and Annie, our service coordinators right now, have been really good to um, help them, uh, point them into the, the right direction, to kind of leave that at the door and allow them to understand the importance of their role. Okay. So as they're, uh, you know, imagine a, a greeter is, you know, handing out communion to you, but they're on their cell phone. Yeah. Um, or what, what happens if during this, you know, COVID time where we're having to comply with a lot of these, you know, LA County CDC rules, uh, what happens if we're not handing out your communion with gloves on? Right. Um, but we are handing out uh, our communion with gloves on because we yeah. want to make sure that um, you're being handed something that's safe and clean right. so you're able to partake of the commu- uh, the, 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 the Lord's communion. So Cool, yeah. Yeah, so it, when it comes down to, you know, uh, you've probably seen a lot of branding, and this is probably to, um, you know, uh, our youth and our kids, they got new tents. Mm-hmm. So imagine, you know, um, having broken down tents as you're entering our campus, you kind of get this idea of, like, is this the church for me? They're not right, even taking right. care of their own kind of the, the way that they're presenting themselves as we enter. Right. So, yeah, I think that there's a, a stat maybe out there, something about how like most people will decide 
um, that they're they, they're enjoying their church experience or will come back and mm. the first like what is it like seven seconds or something like that yeah the first just, seven seconds is coming onto the parking lot just coming on the parking lot seeing how everything yeah everything speaks to is this is this a church for me how does the kids ministry look mm-hmm. from afar is are things well labeled and yep. signage good so yeah man I, I can definitely see and maybe this is even kind of like a peek behind the scenes where some people probably have not even thought about what mm. it, it looks like to equip church in this way. But these are obviously very important conversations to have and, oh, yeah. and things that you're involved in. So, um, yeah, Daniel, you have uh, you have the mic in front of you. Mm-hmm. You have at least, um, I don't know, your parents are listening probably at least. We have two <laughs> listeners at least. Um, yeah. Maybe Emily too. Uh, what, are, what are some of your greatest needs right now, yeah. just like really practically in your ministry area? Who could you use in the next... Um, yeah, a few months for the next serving session mm-hmm. as far as volunteer positions. I would say our biggest need right now is our 11 a.m. service because okay. um, yeah. everyone's volunteering for the nine. So praise God for that. But um, it, yeah, we're, we're, we're having, we have a few spots in our 11 a.m. service and specifically for um, on our security team and our parking team. So yeah, if you have a desire to serve in one of those ministries, uh, you don't really have to have experience at all. Uh, we'll, we'll train you up. But if you definitely want to join into one of those ministries, please let me know. So 11 a.m. service, parking, and security yep. are really kind of your top things that you want to fill right now. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who are listening who uh, just hearing Daniel talk, uh, hear, hearing uh, Daniel, just even his story and uh, can maybe even fulfill some of those needs. So hopefully uh, you guys would, would be able to step up and, and help us out during 11 a.m. at that time. Um, if they wanted to serve, mm-hmm. what's the process for that? What's the first step? Is it going to a website? What's the... Yeah, it's so easy. Foothill.church slash serve. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many opportunities on there, so I don't want to just you know uh, take you for myself, yeah. but go to guest services and <laughs> uh, you, you'll see a couple options yeah. on there. And if you want to do security parking, click that yeah. and we can get you uh, kind of rolling awesome. from there. Yeah, we're going to have fellow kids their uh, opportunity next week to plug, so no worries there. All right, so um, just as we wrap this up, Daniel, I appreciate your time. Yeah. And just, uh, just hey, man, love your family. Just want to just what's what's kind of been uh, the, the normal cadence for your family? What do you guys enjoy doing nowadays together? Oh, man, because of the ages of our kids, we love to do everything outdoors right now. Yeah. Um, so anything from just going on our family walks, mm-hmm. um, all, all three of our kids walk. Um, they're having a great time with it. Um, so they're loving just to walk, um, kind of not even holding our hands and just looking at every single bug or mm-hmm. climbing every single rock or trying to jump over, you know, yeah. uh, run, this, run off sprinkler puddles. Is and, this your kids or you? Or oh, This is this is only me oh, at this, this is, point. It's okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, so what do, your, else, what do your kids like to do now? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Steven. <laughs> Way to picture me right now. I can totally as a picture little you child. <laughs> walking around, pointing out bugs, <laughs> jumping into puddles. That is funny. Yeah, so we, we love to go on our family walks and um, actually hikes and uh, w- whatever we can. All of our kids actually really love to ride bikes. Besides yeah, little baby, bros. besides baby Rai Rai. Uh-huh. Um, but we, we love to ride bikes. So we actually just moved from Chino to Glendora. Yeah. So if any you have any recommendations of maybe good places to walk or maybe in playgrounds. We yeah. love finding great playgrounds. Cool. Um, Cause that helps us parents just to let them roam free. Yeah. And we can just chill and hang out, but that's great. Uh, yeah. So anything, whatever's, out, whatever's good for you. Anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything outdoors. Yeah. I love playgrounds. So <laughs> Yeah. Love playgrounds. I feel like it's kind of no, weird, but, but but seriously though, we we went to uh, Bonelli, 
Uh-huh. So Pudding Stone, they right. have like all these playgrounds. Yeah. We did a, a nice little ride there and they have this, I don't know what it's called, but I don't know. We got there and we played a game called Floor's Lava. Uh-huh. Oh, um, you're talking about, I don't know, it's that, that playground Headstone area. or I don't like, know what it's um, called. It's like Stonehenge. Kind there, of like yeah, there it is. Playground Basically all these rocks yeah. are like a couple right. feet apart. Right. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Like personally. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> Well, this is the first. <laughs> this is the first. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. You going to help me out here, Daniel? Yeah, so keep st- talking. Yeah, this, 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 this. <laughs> I don't know if I can help you. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think I can help you. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, last last question. Um, so we've talked about a lot of things, and one of the things that we were kind of jumping into was the mechanics of just like like motivating volunteers. Obviously, yeah. I think in the secular area of the world, um, what you kind of do a little bit actually even speaks to like customer service kind of things. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. uh, just as you share, you know, just a book or a resource, I love to just even hear. Are, are there other books um, in regards to what you've been reading the last few years, just around you know. Um, guest services even mm-hmm. too but also just a, another resource a book that you would share yeah I, I i already mentioned his name my my good friend denny franks uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez Louise. laughs> that's funny okay so yeah I, I already mentioned uh danny franks but he came out with a book called uh, people are the mission and it's a great resource for anyone that is basically a leader in church or uh, specifically that are in connections ministry or guest services ministry. Um, and another one that's not kind of guest services related, but was a really impactful book. And we actually read it as uh, a staff and it was called Atomic Habits. Yeah, um, That was a, just a great book for me. It was a game changer, really, um, because it, it helped me create better habits. Um, and this could be easily um, kind of turned into kind of as you serve, uh, you can create better habits, like being there on time. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Um, because it's important to be there on time because then you can be a part of your huddle and then listen to the, basically the why and the what's um, yeah. to, to serving. But you know, another resource that has been actually really helpful, um, it's actually an app. I'm yeah. not sure, do you have Hoopla? Uh, is it the book app? Yeah. yeah. So Say more about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh the library, they the the Glendora library, they they ended up having this free resource for everybody to uh you can borrow, rent uh ebooks, audiobooks, whatever you want. Hmm. Um but a, a book that I, I started to read right now, actually listen to, um, is a book by CJ Mahaney called uh, Worldliness. And I, I kind of can't wait to dive more into it, but mm. uh, it's a great book that just helps believers learn to, to relate to the world while resisting its influence. But there's so many great books, you know, especially in gift services. There was a book called The Comeback Effect on there. Um, and actually a, a recent book that we read as a staff that's on there about just the culture in which that we're living in right now. But yeah, um, yeah one, one book that I, I'm, I'm kind of listening to right now is by C.J. Mahaney called Worldliness. Cool. But it's yeah. a great resource. We'll if link you, that in the show notes yeah. and Hoopla as well. That's great, man. Cool. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate what you're doing with our volunteers. It's been awesome to see you in your sweet spot when it comes to just motivating and building out systems. Um, appreciate it. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, man. I had some good laughs. 
All right. Well, we're out of time. But thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Be sure to subscribe. And we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. I had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Like personally. <laughs> <laughs>